<laughs> E.T. Bong home. You want yeah. you want Reese's pieces? Fuck you, I need a dab, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we were Reese's pieces in that movie? Yeah, dude. Reese's pieces were a huge part of that movie. Okay. I don't I barely remember that movie because like It sucks. I hate E.T. Fuck E.T. Wow, I completely agree. That that's what I was gonna say. So I remember watching that movie as a kid, and I was like, "Why do people like this? It's like this is good." <laughs> like early Steven Spielberg, like that, and um, fucking what's it Close called? Close Encounters. <laughs> Close Encounters. So yeah, I'm not <laughs> I a hate fan. Both of them. I okay. <coughs> there's one thing I They're like so about Close Encounters. There's that? one thing I like about it. I the soundtrack. Do... Soundtrack well, rules. Yeah, the soundtrack does rule. But I do really like the end of the film where they communicate with the aliens using music. That is very cool. That's a very cool idea. Yeah, th- at the same time, that kind of happens at the end of um, Mars Attacks, too. And Mars Attacks also sucks a fucking dong. God, Mars Attacks sucks so bad. It's like, it's Why the is wor- it so fucking bad? I don't know. It's a Tim Burton movie. It has no right to be that bad. But he's made a lot of bad. bad fucking movies. He's though. made a lot of mediocre shit. I don't think mm. he's ever made anything as bad as Mars Attacks. Yes, he has. Dude, the Willy Wonka reboot. Oh, it's the oh, worst oh, film sorry. I've ever I've never seen that, and I refuse to. So Yo! I, I refuse to see that, or it. his... Uh, didn't he do, like, an Alice in the Wonderland kind of thing, too? Oh, oh, yeah, he did Alice in Wonderland. He did two of those films, I think. But the, the, the Willy Wonka reboot is some fucking ass trash, dude. It is just <laughs> ass filth. Ass trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, just fucking filth, It didn't look man. good. Like, I don't know. Don't like, watch that. It's, but I mean, he's he's done so many good things. Like, uh, you know, you, you eh, stack. No, eh, not come so on. many good things. He's done a oh, couple good things. He's done some great things. Fucking, we're talking Batman, uh, sure. Beetlejuice, sure. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, Actually, he no, was he, only the producer. I know. Yeah, he film. was. He was he same with Coraline. Really same with Coraline. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, what else? Big Fish. Fucking rocked my socks Big Fish off. Was a great film. Loved that yeah. movie. Yeah. Um. You know, he's done a lot of really good shit. Like, stylistically, sure. he's a good director. It's just uh, like... Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. That's his best movie. That's his fucking oh, yeah. best movie. Totally. Best movie. Yeah. I love that film oh, so great. much. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Iconic banger. For mm-hmm. sure. Pee-wee Herman. Honestly. Wonderful. Um, love to see him. Non-binary icon. Straight up. Oh, One of the yeah. original envies. Straight up in it. <laughs> like, I guess I didn't, I didn't get it. But someone, another queerer person than me, pointed that out to me this year. They're like, yeah, Pee Wee Herman's like one of the first like public non-binary folks. And it was like, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, straight up. I'm like, like pretty much every, every NB I know is like, you know, like they're like the kind of cutesy wearing like kids stuff and like, uh, like a, a kid's suit and like. They give themselves a name that doesn't, like, make sense, like Pee-wee. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, my name's is Sock McGovern, and I'm like, what? That's not a... F- okay, I mean, that's you, that's fine. I'm yeah, fine yeah, that, you but, whatever we, whatever you but, want. But my immediate reaction is like, really? Okay, that's, that's cool. I mean, like... Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm into it. Because you know what? My name is Britain. I'm named after a, a fucking colonialist country that just fucking mm-hmm. dominated the world. Yes. That doesn't deserve to... Have anyone named after them? Yeah, your parents are like our offspring. Uh, should be a colonizer. <laughs> Let's inspire that. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> One sec. I'm going to change chairs real quick because I'm sitting on squeaky chair today again. Just, just, just a Centuries, my power's grown in size. I see everything with my wizard eyes. If you step it up, I would advise. Don't look too deep in my wizard eyes. I'll enchant your ass, bring you down to size. Don't stare too long in my wizard eyes. Your mages can't Let's end office chairs and just like be sitting on lounge chairs in the office oh, yeah. from now on, yeah. right? No bean bags, bro. Bean bags. Oh, bean bag. Oh, I should get a fuck. Beanbag is kind of noisy too, though, or could be, unless it's filled with like actual beans. Beanbag is a great non-binary name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it'd be like more like, "Hi, hello, I'm Bean, and this is my partner Bag. We call ourselves Beanbag together." <laughs> yeah, I I've met several non-binary folks named Bean or Beans. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a very I've, common. I've met name. a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's always for some reason it always seems like when you're non-binary and you like choose your name, it's always just like an inanimate object you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't met any named like Chair or like Toyota Corolla yet. <laughs> Waffles. <laughs> no, I, I I do believe I, I think I I've heard of one named Waffles. Wow, that's um, awesome. That's a great name. It's like a cat name. Like you know that, one a, of my parents' cats is named Waffles and wait, he's really? the best. Yeah. What? What cat uh, they, is this? I've never met this cat. Y- yeah, you haven't. Um so my parents have three uh orange tabbies now. Unfortunately, um Baxter and Jax passed away yeah. uh, in the last yeah. few years. And so they got three orange tabbies because they loved Baxter so much and Baxter was like such a light in their life. They're like, I think we're just getting male orange tabbies now. And so, but wait a minute, so, yeah. wait a minute. What about uh-huh. the other cat? Oh, Bentley, the, the fluffy one. Yeah, that one. Oh uh, wait, so there was Bent. So I mean, they've had like four cats die in the last like, since we left Alaska. Oh no. Yeah, no, wait, they, they had some is... bad luck. Oh, yeah, Bentley died. Bentley Rip. died really young. Yeah, right. yeah. No, he was really young. Yeah. I remember holding him as a Kit Kat, as a kitten. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um yeah, Rip. that's sad. But um, I'm pressing so, F to pay respects right now. Uh thanks. <laughs> D- yeah, don't. That's what you do. <laughs> Is it now? That's I mean that's like that's what you do on the internet, but not like when someone like you don't go to a funeral and be like, yo, just so you know, and then you pull out like your iPad with a keyboard. No, no, no. You just bring a keyboard with you. I'm <laughs> you just a mechanical keyboard yeah, plugged like into nothing. Keyboard. And you just keep clicking it the whole time. You're just like F F F F F and they're like, "What are what are you doing there?" Like, "F for respect, dog." You can do that at my funeral, bro. Like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Oh, I'm not going to your funeral, dude. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Why would I do that? Like, I'm gonna podcast about it. I'm gonna live stream it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna set up a, like a GoPro and then just like laugh about it for miles. Will, away. You should just like, will you just like drag me into the woods and then just watch creatures eat me? Because that would be so so sick, dude. I'm I mean, that that was that, that was. That was part of the murder plan already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. My wishes are being honored. I love yeah. that. It's, it's beautiful. You love to see it. You, you really do. It. You really yeah. do. You know, you don't, you don't need a, like an NDA or a will or anything. I, I got you, bro. Like, the, yeah, yeah, I'm clearly. just going to throw you in a fucking dumpster and let the raccoons yeah. feast on you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. I know that. 
I know that's what you want. The crows too. Yeah, they'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> crow, crow bros, raccoons, come and get it. Come and get it, dude. They can get it. I mean, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your day? How's work? Uh, work was okay. Uh, it was it was easy. Work is usually pretty easy. Like I, I'm pretty blessed with my job. It's like it's I'm good yeah. at it, and I've been doing it long enough that I know how like all the ways to like make it easier for myself it's good it's good i just like i'm chill all the time it's good it's chill. yeah um it was very chill did that um oh my god i've been eating this ethiopian food that i got oh, last I night Eth- oh, oh really good do, do really you saw some teff on you some of the some of the no, pancake that, motherfucker that injera uh bra i i ate mm. the shit out of that injera it was no, so good you need to you always need to get double you always oh, need to get double. Like, so here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. This actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's actually why I brought this up. Because check this mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Most Ethiopian places, at least most of the Ethiopian places that I go to, they mm-hmm. give you. So they serve the food like your mm-hmm. your my veggie combo. They'll put it on a piece yeah. of injera, and then mm-hmm. they'll give you two more pieces of injera on really? top of that. A- as big as the original, like in, in yes. the huge size, like the huge ones. Get, yeah. Okay. Really. So they, wow. you get three total. That's, now, that's 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 enough, I think, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the proper amount. Yeah. So this yeah. last place that I went to only gave me one additional piece of injera. Ooh. And like now, here's the thing, though. Like I'm not hating because it was a little bit smaller of a proportion. Like there were less uh, less little like dishes. Like typically, there's like yeah four to six different things yeah, yeah. in there. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I was gonna say four to six. Yeah. Usually, yeah, exactly. I'd say five. Yeah. Sometimes six if you're lucky, four if you're unlucky. But I mean, f- five is the proper amount. Oh, I, I completely agree. So this place had four different different things mm-hmm. and one extra piece of injera, which doesn't sound that great, but the four individual things were very good individually. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it was I mean, really sounds, good. That sounds great. Like Ethiopian food always sounds great to me. Oh, and it's, it, am- it's, and it's amazing honestly- food. It's always good. Like I've mm-hmm. never yeah. had bad Ethiopian food. Like it's uh, yeah, always it's, amazing. It's, it's a thing. Like as long as you know how to make them in Jera, like you can't really mm-hmm. fuck it up. Like it's because it's totally. like all just slow simmered like vegetables, basically. Yeah, and lentils. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically all this. Um, yeah, yeah. But chickpeas. Yeah. Yeah. So one uh, one thing that I noticed is that I I have become very particular about the kind of injera that I like mm-hmm. because. Depending on how they make it, sometimes it ends up being a little more sour or a little more like pancakey. I guess is the only yeah, kind I, of way I, to describe it. Yeah, like, I like I like it sour and super flat. So I like it like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I like it not super sour though. There really? there's, okay. there are a couple of places that I go. Like there's mm-hmm. one place I go to pretty regularly, and like their injera is very sour, and I like mm-hmm. it. It's really good, but it's also like sometimes kind of soggy and like that's not good you want your injera it's, to be it's not like, soggy because of the food it's soggy because of the, the cooking yeah. process okay yeah exactly like, if it's, like you you want it, it to be firm yeah. right you want it to right. be firm and you want it to be not too yeah. sour but but if if like the the sides you know the dishes that are on it are so soupy and have such rich sauces that they yes. soak the motherfucker mm-hmm. i'm okay with that Oh, I I'm love so that. Okay when it's soggy because yeah. it just like soaks up all the mm-hmm. juices. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's why it exists, bro? Oh yeah, why especially when you have like a firm, like uh, one of the, like the uh, the jalapeno slaw type thing they put in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that doesn't soak in, so you can just dip the soaky bread up in that bitch. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and now I just want more Ethiopian food, dude. I'm like, what the hell? No, I get you. And now I do too, yeah. but I'm eating sushi. It's fucking. Yeah, that's cool, dude. I mean, I got some uh, some chana masala cooking right now. It's Ooh. probably done, mm. but I'm stoked about that. It's gonna be tasty. Mm. Uh, what about you? How was work? How was uh, life or whatever you're doing? Mm. Do you work today? Yeah, I work today. Um, then after work, I um, like late last week, um, this uh, person just hit me up on Tinder. And the first thing they said is, uh, so when, so when can you fuck me? Nice. That's a, wait, that's the first message you got from them? Very, uh, so, well, okay, one second. Nice. Let me read this nice. to you real quick. It was, it was a really beautiful thing. Um, how soon can I get you to fuck me? Nice. When are you free? Monday, question mark. I'm free from three to six on Monday. <laughs> Um, and then I kind of went from there and, uh, like they live in Capitol Hill and, um, they were like, um, well, I mean, I could go to Kirkland, but maybe I can see if my partner can host and, uh, she's in a gay relationship and, um, turns out her, her partner kind of wanted to get into it. So I just went and had group sex for like three hours and it was splendid. Wonderful. You love to. It was you love to see it. It was Cheers. really. Thank you. It was. It was. It was really. I um, I felt very wilty Riker about the whole situation. Oh yeah. I mean, it, I have a yeah. great meme to send you. Yeah. Don't let me forget. Yeah. It's a it was Riker just. Meme. I mean, it, it, was, me it was. It was basically like this lesbian couple was like, "Hey, you want to you want to be our dick?" And I'm like, "Do I?" <laughs> Wonderful blessed it was it was it was a very blessed thing i um i'm in a place of peace right now i love to see that zen namaste zen like the um strapping young lad song ah isn't that an album isn't that a strapping young lad album it might be his album too on that oh god pretty sure man we need to talk about is so awesome should we do we need to talk about devon townsend and how (laughs) <laughs> He's the most awesome dork on the face of the planet. He is such an you know he you know what he is he is the um what's his name uh hold on check this out he is the Alton Brown of music. Ooh, hard agree, dude. Yeah, uh, you know sometimes I'm um feeling like a um freak on a leash. <laughs> Yo, I've been thinking about that song all day today. It's yeah. funny that you brought the, so. <laughs> Okay, it's not funny that I brought it up. Let's be honest. At this I point, just, it's so. Mean. I kind of, dude. I love that song. Like, I, I love. I, I like a lot of Corn's early material actually. So I, I like went back a few. No, no. no. I, I mean, know, maybe life a couple is years ago. Up through actually. issues is actually all pretty good, except for the bass yeah. parts. The bass it's, parts are I, fucking. I love the bass parts. They're so fun. No, like they're the... not. They're just like. The most untuned bass drum to music. <laughs> he literally just goes like that and just like hits strings. Like there's so much. He does. St- it's all string noise. Like I like it. I like it because it sounds like fucking shit. It does. Like, it the sounds... bass parts sound so shitty. Whereas like oh. some of the guitar parts are actually like really dynamically interesting. Oh yeah. But then for the sure. bass is just like over it, and I'm like. Stop, I stop it's it. a vibe, dude. It's, like it's a it vibe. Is, like it is unique. I'm not saying it is unique. That's sure. I'm not saying you are wrong. It is bad. 
but it is also a vibe. Mm. And uh, okay, so check this out. Do you follow Fieldy on Instagram? No, no. He posts a lot. So basically all he does is he like walks around his house with like various instruments like on him, like 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 you know, he's he's got a guitar on or like a bass on. Yeah. And he like walks around his house and like like revs up dirt bikes and then just like gets high and like I don't know. He has this giant like banner in his garage that uh-huh. says Feel These Dreams. Yeah, it's so, amazing. So honestly, like you just said all of that, but somehow <laughs> I knew all of it but way before you said it. Like that's <laughs> that I mean, that's not new information to me for some reason, although... For, well, you and I have listened to Feel These Dreams together we, we have. multiple times. And, and so. perhaps, perhaps, perhaps that's another podcast. No, it's not. What's the What's the podcast? Fieldy Gets High. No, no, no. That's this, it. This is Getting Fieldy, a Dreamcast. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Okay. <laughs> i mean you've called it every time like the last one was uh uh the the miles davis vibe industrial complex <laughs> i love that i forgot about that this That's is funny. pretty good it's pretty good <laughs> i don't make up the titles at all you, you just I, I love that thank you for giving me that creative control yeah it I makes me feel i don't senior. care <laughs> it's good uh <laughs> getting fieldy i like that um Speaking of which, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britt. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 283 albums in his Pikes series. We're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. A Buckethead What's new? Dude, not much. Like, honestly, we're, we're in a global plan. I almost said pandemic. Yeah, because <laughs> it was planned by China and Hunter Biden. Those motherfuckers. Bro, oh, dude. So straight up, like one of my coworkers today was like, yo, I had a guy that was like telling me that he was like, oh, the pandemic's going to be over November 4th, bro. And he was like, I don't think that's no, real. No, it just got fucking way worse. Way, yeah, it's no, been it's getting so, worse, and everyone it's knows so much that. Worse. And like, dude, yeah. like the willful ignorance of people during all of this has been like just fucking insane to watch. Like, people are nuts, bro. What's happening? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't either, man. I don't know. Anyways, that's what's new for me. Observing people being stupid on the internet. We had an election. I don't care. It was we went better than it could have gone. But yeah, kind of. I mean, kind of. Well, let's let's we're not going to elaborate. Yeah, I because think. I mean, this this episode isn't going to be released until like probably uh, early December. Sure. Or the very end of November, and so yeah, um, this commentary is not relevant. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure things will be much worse by then. I mean, things always get worse, so I don't doubt it. That is it. true. Uh, yeah, that is true. Uh, cool. Anyways, we listened to a couple Buckethead albums. I, not a couple. We listened to a few Buckethead albums. There we go. Buckethead, or at Bucket Dead on Instagram. 
Bucket Dead. I like that. It's nice. Um, is is he on Instagram? Bucket Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he just posts videos of like himself playing guitar and then other guitar players playing guitar that he likes. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good Instagram feed. Like I like it. Yeah. Um, but um, anywho. Oh, you know what? What's that? I'm oh, surprised what? you didn't get after me, bro. Well, like, no, I'm no, I, 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 I'm no, I was, I was waiting for you because, like, I call you out every single fucking time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And like, why don't we put it in the show notes so I remember to do it? But anywho, <laughs> what is the time for, <laughs> motherfucker? It's time for a fucking bucket fact. Bucket fact! Bucket fact! Bucket fact! Bucket fact! Bucket fact! All right, so give me the bucket and feel my facts. <laughs> I wanna get lost in your fax machine and drift away. Ready? You ready for a bucket fact? Oh, I yeah, for sure. Hit me. Hit me with that bucket fact. The KFC bucket that Buckethead wears on his head is the 14-piece bucket from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, specifically, the 14-piece Kentucky Fried Chicken bargain bucket. Um, it's still in commission. Uh, are you ready for a Spencer fact? I am ready for a Spencer fact. Spencer fact! Uh, my very first job was at Kentucky Fried Chicken. You are you are correct. A, that is, yeah, that's when I met you. Actually, was when I was yeah, worked, like right after I started working there. Yeah, no, I, I believe the first day we hung out, you skipped work to get high with me, and uh, no, no, we no, we didn't. Did didn't get, we high. did not get high. I yeah. didn't get high no. at the time. That's true. No. I was still like a, an anti-drug neocon at that point. You were. You talked to me about Michael Savage that day. I definitely remember that. I believe... So I actually remember the first time we hung out. You picked me up from my house, and I, I believe I did skip work that day so I could hang out with you. It was you and Scott. Yep, me and Scott. And we drove around, and we listened to Ed Guy, the power metal band. Yeah, we did. That's sounds Real right. ones, no. Um, <laughs> Hellfire Club, okay? Um, <laughs> anywho... Uh, we listened to Ed Guy. We drove around. We hung out outside. You smoked a cigar and told me about how cool Michael Savage was. And then <laughs> dropped me off at home. And I was like, well, I never need to hang out with anyone else again. <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> we certainly are. Um, I'm glad I could have that um, impact on you. you <laughs> impact font, maybe. No, it was it was definitely more of um, just the Metallica font. Ooh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, it's a good font. Getting Lars, getting a lawsuit cast. Getting Lars a trash can snare. I like that snare. I think it sounds. You cool. can go fuck yourself. That snare is so it's cool. Whatever. I don't it, give a shit. It, it like, it's different. It's unique. It's, People still talk yeah, about they it. They do because like, it takes up so much space in every song what is the word for things that people still remember and people still talk about but not because they are good like i, I like feel like negative there's, nostalgia there's... Ooh, i like that yeah. that's nice it's a man I, i'm burping up a storm bro i like, can't even control myself maybe maybe it, like i think a good like nostalgia 
would be maybe a good word for it. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people talk about that. People talk about, like, a lot of stuff. I don't think that people like a lot of the things that they're nostalgic for. Like, I think that they think they like it. But then when they actually revisit it, they're like, oh, this is... No, <laughs> I mean it. it not what I want. Like it's not what it was then. Th- there, but there are things that are nostalgic, and you revisit them, and sometimes they're even better than before. That is absolutely like you true. know you know you know what has been wrecking me lately. That is just an amazing fucking program that I watched when I was younger, um, but now that I watch it when I'm older, it's better. Yeah. Is fucking what? Samurai Jack. Oh, it's so fucking good, it's right? So I actually rewatched it in my mid twenties. Yeah, good. no, straight up, it's so fucking good. Like the thing about it is, like, oh god, it, it's got this great, like, I mean, it has this like very classic feel, but it also has like this weird cyberpunk feel to it because you know he's transported oh, in sure. the future. Yeah. Um, but then also, at so many points in the show, they just don't have dialogue. There's some episodes. Right. There's that, entire episodes with no dialogue. Exactly, and it's. They're amazing. Like the the way they can tell stories without anybody saying anything is fantastic. Truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. absolutely. I completely agree. No. Um, I loved that show when it was airing. Like I was really into it. I thought it was very very cool at the time. Mm-hmm. And then when I revisited it, I was really impressed. I, I oh, like yeah. I, I expected it to be good too. Like I was like I remembered this being really good, and I watched it. and I was like, holy fucking shit! This is like even better than I remembered. Like this is true art like and you you i don't know you don't see stuff of that caliber i don't know yeah all the it, time. It, it's, it's, rare, it's a special thing yeah sure. no it's one of those things that like i mean like absolutely pervades time and space because and it's going to always be timeless because it's not timely in any way there's nothing topical about it it doesn't like make yeah. any commentary on like anything modern really it's yeah. just like it has its own worldview and its own like human condition, and it's pretty fucking great. It's it's uh, it's something fantastic. Like on Truly. on the flip side, um, another program that just seems to get better and better every year, um, is the Boondocks. Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, that, that it's been a long time since I've seen that. You like, should watch I it again it a lot because back in the day. It it has been absolutely prophetic. It's it's one of those things like um, the guy who does it, and I don't remember his name. I, I I feel like he is in a way like a cultural like kind of Mike Judge type character who just gets what's going on, hmm. at least in like a certain worldview, and like just is able to distill that in such interesting and funny ways. That's rad. That that's one that I think would be pretty fun to revisit. I remember that was such a weird show. Like I remember the so first time good. I saw it, and just like randomly, I was watching like you know Adult Swim, mm-hmm. as you do. That that Adult Swim was something that was like really influential to me when oh, I was yeah. younger. Oh yeah. And like it's interesting because it wasn't just Adult Swim. It was like the stuff that led up to Adult Swim. So like Space Coast Coast to Coast, the yeah. Brack Show, like those two in. In particular, were very influential. Oh, and C Lab twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Um, and then later on, like Frisky Dingo and all that shit. But like that. But like Space Ghost Coast to Coast and the Brack Show were like very influential to young Spencer and like yeah. how my like 
sense of humor developed, I think. And like, I want to revisit more of that, but the stuff of the the stuff of that that I have revisited. Oh, and Harvey Birdman. Oh, Harvey Birdman's great. Yeah, it, essentially, yeah. Um, the stuff of that that I have revisited has been so good. Like, mm-hmm. that's another thing where it's like, dude, this stuff is just awesome. Yeah, so funny. Absolutely. I mean, Zorak, dude. When was the last time you thought about Zorak? Uh, so one of our upcoming guests, uh, Nax. Posts uh-huh. about Zorak all the time. Uh, Zorak is like their their big crush. So that's pretty cool. I, I I've thought about it recently because of that. Excellent. You love yeah. to see that. Well, we'll, we'll get to I, talk I've to had, Max about Zoraks. I've had multiple conversations with strangers on the internet about Zorak. Let me tell you, but Zorak is fucking. He's he's a fucking Zorak is Bay. You know. Zorak is like he's what so, we need in the he, world. No, let's make America Zorak. He's again. so cynical. He hates his boss. Like, I mean, I I love everything about this. Like, Zorak is a true syndicalist leftist motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Zorak is union. <laughs> like, okay. he's just he's he's trying to fucking laser his boss. That's what we're all trying to do, right? We're all trying to laser our boss in this world. Spencer's doing something. Brit's taking a dab. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spencer burned his China masala. What the fuck did you do to your China masala? More like charred masala, you dumb motherfucker. Look at you, you fucked up your Indian meal. You like Gally McBeal. Cause you're skinny. Cause you always fuck up your cooking. Were you like yelling weird shit into the mic? Because when I was over there, I thought I heard weird shit no i was singing cool stuff okay about what was happening about how you how how, how you burned your chana masala i (laughs) did you hear me yell no when you when you listen back to this see if you can hear me burn myself (laughs) because i burnt myself (laughs) cool and i yelled cool so i was probably yelling too loud to hear you (laughs) (laughs) no what's happening anymore it's all good all right so uh, we listened to three more Buckethead albums, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Let's, uh, let's give them a talking. Um, okay. So, first one we... These were Pikes, uh, 16, 17, and 18. Yeah, uh, The Boiling Pond, released on June 21st, 2013. Yes. Pike 17, The Spirit Winds, mm-hmm. from July 2nd, 2013. Mm-hmm. And Pike 18, the Astrodome, from mm-hmm. July 29th, 2013. Wow. So, let's start with uh, 16, The Boiling Pond. Hey, I think he's using a seven string on this album. I think it like, might be right. Straight so, up. so, actually, that's that's uh, the first thing I wrote is all of these riffs sound chunkier and bassier. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't know if he, he put the extra string on or he just mixed it super heavy or down to no it's but it's, it's definitely it's heavier string. it's definitely heavier it well it's either a seven string or he's or he like really down tuning yeah, like down but it's like, like 
it doesn't sound like down tuning. So like it sounds it, to it me like a down tune to see because I mean, well, like it doesn't. So here's the thing. I I just recorded a song that uh-huh. I sent you that's in drop C and it doesn't sound like this. Okay. So that's true. He, that's has, my his, he has his own thing, though. The thing the thing that makes me almost doubt is a seven string is he doesn't do a ton of like string skipping stuff on this album. And he so, doesn't do a single guitar solo. On he this doesn't, album. which is interesting. It's all riffs. It's, it's all riffs. riffs, and they're super interesting riffs, and that they're largely sludge metal riffs. Yeah, it's like or something slower. Like that. It, it's yeah, not, not necessarily slow. I mean, some of the songs are a little so, fast. Some of them, like, I, I, but it's like it, it's a mix, yeah, very. It's a mix heavy. of like, um, how would I put this? So like. <clears throat> Um, heavy groove metal type. Um, yeah. Honestly, a lot of it sounds like 90s Pantera or Super sure. Joint Ritual. Straight up. Uh, sure. Yeah. I guess. Uh, or uh, Corrosion of Conformity, a lot of it. Sure. I could uh, see that. Black Label Society. Eh, a lot of it's not super. Not so much BLS. There was, maybe there was one bit. song that was super BLS because it was like very fast. Bass Actually, drums. yeah. No, there was a couple. I do remember. Yeah. The, well, yeah. I, we're probably not talking about the same song, but there was one song in particular. I might have taken a note about it where there was a pretty cool riff in it. I think I wrote it. Uh, ooh, I think it was uh, Screaming Skull. Yeah, Screaming Has, Skull was pretty sick. It had like a um, really cool like heavy riff to it. It yeah. was like kind of faster. So, it had like a driving energy. So that's the I one it. I could see as a seven string song because there was some really cool chromatic string skipping stuff on it. Like the well, initial riff was like a lot of interesting like string skipping type stuff. Sorry. Yeah, wow. Noob hours over here. Noob podcaster hours. Not silencing their phone. I say as I drag my phone right on the table and make a bunch of sound. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Um, anywho, yeah, totally. It definitely sounded like he was playing a seven string. And and the reason why is just like those those riffs, especially in like the first couple of songs, really heavy. Like there, there's a lot of bass to it. It definitely sounds like a very down-tuned guitar. Um, and he's very likely doubling that with a five-string bass. And so because he's probably using a five-string bass, that also lends more idea as to why this album sounds so different because it does sound very much like heavier like down tuned and again no guitar solos not a single one on the whole record no there's a couple leads here and there but it's mostly just so actually you know what song actually sounded like black label society entirely was uh, number four pile driver impact yeah like so no it starts with a cool slow part that's like kind of like cleanish and then it gets super shreddy and it's really fast it's it's super fast and that's the thing that made me think it was just like bls sure because bls is actually pretty fast like i would they're they're very fast some of their stuff and they're actually like like faster than i remember like yeah straight up Um, interesting and like zach wilde's right hand shredding like for like just power chords is super fast and that's what the song was and um I wrote the note, uh, 
Did Buckethead um, make this song when he was drunk and stone completely? <laughs> <gone>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what he's saying in the next part. <laughs> no one uh, cares. That's the, that's all. I love but that then song the, and then so much. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, so I had never listened to it ever before. But then yes. you referenced it on a previous podcast, and I listened to it like five times. And I was isn't it amazing? Well, the thing is, I was drunk and stone. <laughs> It's so good. No, it was was stupid. But you know, after that, there's like a really fucking stupid. In that song, though, like after right after that, there's like a really actually cool tapping solo. Yeah, that's like really well harmonized, and it's it's like not like over the top. Well, no, I'm I'm talking about Buckethead here, but but it sounds. Like Zach Wilde because it's reserved and good. And, oh, God, this is too much. Wow. Dude, I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Defending <neither>. Zach Wilde. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow, we've come a long way. Truly. Uh, yeah, so anyways, it was pretty fun. I uh, I thought it was okay. It was uh, it, it sounded to me like it could have easily have been the soundtrack to one of those like Quake clones from the late nineties. God, like you, those, you, there were a lot of you Quake straight lights. up you you've invoked like a Quake reference like four times now on on the well, soundtrack you know for Buckethead. Buckethead is is fucking nineties FPS music, dude. Like yeah. that's just what yeah, in, he in is. a way, in a way. But I, I in not all the time, you know, but in you know, a lot of but time. honestly, I don't think I've ever heard an FPS that actually has like a. I mean, the, a lot of this sounded like a fucking like down album, or so. Mm. So I actually I said uh, this album like was a very slow metal feel to it, and uh, it would probably work best as a soundtrack to a documentary about corrosion of conformity because <laughs> right, there's no like i mean well straight up like like sludge metal is not a good soundtrack to anything maybe like gator wrestling or something Ooh, or just getting like see that. getting shit-faced in alabama like there, there's <laughs> like it's like not. Uh, it's definitely been the soundtrack to me getting shit faced. Ex- exactly. You. That's the thing. But like, name a movie like a good. Oh, like maybe maybe it worked for like Gummo or something. That's like a fucked oh, yeah, up weird like southern thing. Up, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but oh, check this out. Check this out. Yeah. Uh, I saw a meme the other day that said, uh, "I hate God." Like the band, I hate God. Yeah, is just sublime for heroin addicts. <laughs> Which is pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. No, straight like, up. Damn. No, it's <laughs> it's, it's actually it's there. It's sublime for guys who smoke heroin. Ooh. Yeah, it's there guy, you go. guys who are like too good to be like needle junkies, and so they're like, oh, I no, I'm not a junkie. I just smoke three grams a day. Yikes. And some weed, weed, and heroin. Dog. Weed and black tar. So we listened to other Buckethead albums, including number 17, or Pike number 17, The Spirit Wins, which is definitely a departure from what we just talked about. Oh, golly. So I liked this one a lot. Um, yeah, it was, it was really it was nice. Interestingly paced. It was uh, it was super pleasant. Um, so... Mut- 
I mean, okay. the, the 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 bulk of the album is one song, the titular track, uh, the Spirit like Wings. before, like we have seen before. No, this yeah, has been a Buckethead tactic before. Yeah, uh, no. this song is I this, think this maybe th- the longest individual song we've seen from Buckethead thus far. Really, I, in I, the Pikes. Yeah, series. you might be right because I don't think anything on Look Up There was quite this long. Yeah, this is twenty-five minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, twenty-five minutes, and then the rest of the tracks are all um, like a minute each. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, or like a minute and a half, something like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's five short. songs. One of them is twenty-five minutes, and the rest are like a minute and a half each. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I really liked all of the like. I consider them bonus tracks. <laughs> I really liked all of the bonus yeah, tracks. They were yeah. they were all really fun and different. Um, the the title track though is really you know I guess what we were talking about here. So it it is a twenty five minute guitar solo, um, over some very like almost post rock ish, uh, backing track. Uh, very like clean guitar. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, yeah, like some, some actually like very, uh, so the spirit winds itself was a really beautiful song and it was yeah one of the most melodic songs I think we've heard from Buckethead thus far. Um, very melodic. Yeah. It was very like, tasteful lead work too. Very tasteful. Very t- actually very super tasteful bass work too, in a way. Um, although it wasn't like very melodic bass work, something interesting about the bass work is it it honestly only came in when he did chord changes. And I don't know if he actually gated it to do this, but the bass actually only really hits on this song when he changes chords on the guitar. And okay. he only really does four different chord changes on here. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's very much like a... Yeah, it, it goes... Uh, singular like idea. A flat to G major 7 to... F major sharp four, which is a, a really interesting, cool chord. And actually, I should, um, <clears throat> I should, uh, I should preface saying this with, um, <laughs> so uh, I, <laughs> I have, I have relative pitch. I'm, I'm very good okay. at like, discovering intervals and stuff like that, but I do it based on like, just hitting a note or two on whatever instrument is closest to me sure. and figuring it out. Yeah, that's, that's the way to yeah. do it, honestly. Um, like, so the, so the in way. every previous episode, I totally forgot that I down-tuned my guitar ah. to D sharp, E flat. <laughs> and okay. so literally everything I've said thus far about the keys of songs... <laughs> is one half step off. So nice. Please if if you're a listener who actually understands music and you've listened to anything I've said before this, transpose everything I've said one half step and please don't think I'm a fucking idiot. I just have relative pitch. Anyway. So uh so the the whole song is kind of a really beautiful exercise over it's like a modal exercise over like A Aeolian G Ionian, specifically because he does have the sharp four in the major. And it's it's like super actually like jazzy the way he approaches this song, I think. I could hear that. You mean you like know? the minor seventh stuff that he does with the leads? Like yeah. totally. Yeah, he so yeah, he does sounds. he does do um yeah, he do, he definitely uses accidentals 
uh, for the G major and actually makes the seven minor here and there. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So it's, it's a good, it's a, it's a fun song. It's very much like look up there in the sense of it like, is. it's a it very is. long guitar solo over yeah. a relatively simple progression mm-hmm. that doesn't change a whole lot. It does change, but it's not like it's, it's very like, and I, it's I a singular know. idea so is what I, I don't even know. If I would consider it a guitar solo, I think this is one of those things where it's more of a lead than a solo entirely. Oh yeah, sure. It's it's very tasteful. It's it's much it's much more like restrained than a typical buckethead solo. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, this, this whole album is much more restrained, and it feels more soundtracky than a lot of things. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I feel that for sure. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. So. Um, one one thing that I need to point out too is I believe this is the first album so far that like prominently um, features auxiliary percussion. We have, oh yeah, we first, have bongos, yeah, song, we have congas. Sure. No, no, no. In in almost every song, um, there's like muted tambourine. There, or, I'm sorry, uh, muted triangle. Uh, there's tambourine. There's congas, bongos, like. Every single song, except for I think the last one. I uh, would okay, like I yeah. yes, I did notice that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say they're prominent, but they are there, and it is different. I mean, sure. I mean, com- I mean, they're pretty much the only drums on the first four songs. Um, so you know, they're, it, yeah, it, they're definitely it's super, there. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, they're definitely there. It's it's definitely something different. I uh I liked that. I I wish that he had gone like a little more with that. Like if I had any kind of criticism, is like I like more percussion in it. Yeah. Uh, but it's still like the majority of the percussion is just drums, right? Yeah. Just traditional like a rock drum set. Yeah. Um, and that that holds true for a lot of his stuff, and it's great. Like his drum programming is great. I I mean I assume it's programming. Like, at this point, like I honestly don't know. No, no, and that, that's actually the thing is on these last three albums, like some of the time I'm like. Are these drums actually being played? Because, I definitely have yeah, moments like that. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Because like, some of them are like too part, dynamic. Yeah. And I'm like, either these are just like really well programmed. Because there's, there's some parts where it sounds like someone accidentally does something, but it just works. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. It was, it, yeah. It, it's interesting. And so at this point, like, and maybe that's what he's going for. And I think that's ultimately maybe. like what every drum programmer wants to have is like a natural yeah. feel oh absolutely and, like, and, and, and he's definitely good at that like if like i'm still assuming that it's programming and i'm gonna say like yeah he's good at programming mm-hmm. as someone who has done a lot of drum programming yeah. and res- and has a lot of like i pay attention to a lot of that stuff and like it it definitely like there are never moments where i feel like it's weird or where i feel like it doesn't work or i feel like it sounds fake Mm-hmm. So he's definitely doing a great job. Yeah, yes. There are definitely like, moments where I'm like, "This is drum programming." Oh yeah, but it's I mean, it's less often than moments where I'm like, right. "I just don't notice it because it works." So it, it, I mean, and it really depends on the album. Like, um, uh, from last podcast, Pike fourteen, the Mark of Davis, the Super Shreddy mm-hmm. album. Like mm-hmm. those those drums were very programmed and very yeah, obvious. And very, like very much, yeah, not in a way that was like likable, really, in any way. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't really jive with that album too much. I like yeah. I'm a natural feel to things, you know. If, sure. Even if it's like yeah. a metal natural feel, like honestly, like in the Boiling Pond, 
the drums had a really natural feel. There was a ton yeah, of sloshy hi hat, like yeah, there was. A, as you hear in I sludge music, and like that, it, it felt natural a lot of the time. You, you I love hi hats, dude. Like Me they're, too. they're my favorite. I mean, you know, you hear my drum programming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love hi hats. It's mostly what I use. I rarely use. Uh, you don't use like, a lot I, of I like cymbals a- or toms. You use a lot of hi hat. And snare, snare. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I and know, kicks. I know. Yeah, I have kick. snare yeah. kicks. Like, that's, yeah. that's that's those yeah. are my favorite. That being yeah. said, I mean, like I use some toms here and there, but like usually they're just for fills, like very no, fast. Yeah. Like, no, right? yeah, you you do like you do fills on like the last eighth of a measure, and that's about it. It's a kind of thing during the during the, during the blasting stuff. Yes, but yeah. like during other stuff, it's a little different. I don't know. No. You, you find a rhythm with it. You know, it's like that's one interesting thing about like like programming drums i feel like is an instrument in and of itself yeah much in the same way that like a guitar or bass is and like, oh, yeah. as you do it more and more like you definitely learn what works you learn from your mistakes and mm-hmm. you, you learn how to like quickly come up with compositions that make sense in a right. in like a musical way for what you're trying to do like mm-hmm. the the programming that i do just is there to serve the song like it's not right to and, like and be like, super, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's there to serve the song, and I, and I feel like I've I've gotten to a good rhythm with it, and it it feels good. Ah, oh, you have pun there, <laughs> rhythm. Ha ha, get it, get it, because <laughs> the drums. Ha, That's ha. good. So, yeah. um, yeah. M- my perspective, um, I thought this album was like super interestingly paced, and uh, it like it was mostly soft until the very very end when it had like this big triumphant soaring metal song with this huge solo and lead yeah i really like the last song yeah it was, it was yeah, an interesting I, I really way to like it. mix it up and so i think it would be great for like a, a story or maybe a documentary or a series or something where someone like overcomes something like um maybe like a hallmark movie where like the main okay. character like gets like absolutely crippled from a sports industry Sorry, sports uh, industry. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's too real, dude. From, <laughs> People getting crippled because of the sports industry. From, from a, yes. a sports in, injury, um, from which they'll never recover. But then they end up like winning the gold medal at the Paralympics for that sport. Nice. That's uplifting. You'll love to see that. The human spirit can prevail. You know. Is it? I don't know. I think that's kind of dark, honestly. Yeah. Like you know, um, have you ever seen um, have you have you ever seen Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a, that's a great film. Um, but mm-hmm. in in the late nineties, some TV network decided to remake it. I so, feel like I remember this, but, but I also feel like I've it, never it seen it. It stars a already crippled Christopher. Christopher no. Reeves. Oh, Af- right. Af- yeah, I remember this. And so, like the the twist on it is, it's pretty much the exact same movie, Rear Window, except instead of having an agile Jimmy Stewart, there's an absolutely crippled Superman. I remember that. I like I, I like how you said being- Dean Kane, who also played Superman. There's I get Dean Kane and Christopher Reeves confused. Why? I, I never remember which one is so, crippled. So, wow. No, well, one of them's dead. Dean oh, Kane. Dean. The only thing dead about Dean Kane is his career. 
Wait, doesn't he host Family Feud now or something? Does he? So he used to... The, the way I got to know Dean Cain, um, I mean, he was on... Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, Ripley's Believe It or Not. I watched that shit on, uh, like, TNT fucking like, yeah. every day after school, straight up. What was the TNT tagline back in the day? Is that Characters Welcome? I don't know. No. No, that's USA. Is it? Oh, I don't... What TNT. Is... I wa- wow, man, I watched a it, lot well, of... You know what it was? <laughs> it's Dynamite TNT. <laughs> Right, I listened cool. to that song the other day too. That's a sad Actually. fucking ACDC sucks. Dude, so Bon Scott is sick. Like some of the stuff with Bon Scott is pretty rad. So like honestly, yeah, some but, of their early stuff is pretty cool. But ACDC I, I also like sucks. But they also suck. And they like their Bon Scott suck. or not Bon Scott, but like uh what's his name? Brian Johnson. Yeah. Brian Johnson era is uh, I mean, there are some songs that, like, I understand why they became huge songs. But yeah, I mean, there's there's some I songs that are like super catchy. Yeah. Um, and there's some songs that are like actually like interesting technically. Like uh, "Thunderstruck" is actually a pretty fucking cool song. <laughs> it's funny because it's just like one riff. Like it it's is. not even like it's anything. Like, it's but, like, it's one tapping hating, riff, but, but like, then it's like these weird vocals over it, and there's like. At no point really any chorus. It's very, it's a very powerful song. Like yeah, for like, sure. like, that, that, like the I whole chant, like the, like it, like that. Yeah. That's like that's something. And so, so um, fun story about this. Um, a few years ago, when I turned thirty, I decided to like go and do kind of a road trip type thing, and my thing was. At 30, I'm going to smoke 30 joints with 30 people that mm-hmm. were, like, instrumental on, on, like, bringing me here. And I, you were one of those people, yeah? I, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, one of those things was I went down to Portland, and mm-hmm. um, I, I visited uh, a friend there named Paige, who I used to date when we lived here. And, and you know, like, I, I really care about this person and they were like mm-hmm. super formative to me yeah. um but like you know we we hung out and like we met up with her friends and we went to a bar that had karaoke and uh like one of her friends was like oh because like i did another song where i did kind of a metal voice and she's like oh you'd be perfect at acdc and i'm like i, I guess <laughs> and she's like cool i'm gonna sign us up for an acdc song and like i was like oh okay well like here are the only ACDC songs I know and none of them were Thunderstruck and that's the nice. one she chose. And so like when I find out we're doing Thunderstruck, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like there, there's no like real lyrics to the song. It's just like <laughs> a guy meandering and, whoa, whoa, whoa. and yeah. uh, it was super fucking. You gotta say thunder a bunch too. Thunder! Yeah. Yeah, true. yeah. You gotta say that too. Yeah. It, like Thunderstruck is the like cheering sports stadium of like eighties rock songs. It, it just imagine like I just imagine like a sporting event and a bunch of people like uh, yeah I don't know. I when I was young I was very into ACDC. Have we talked about this? 
We've talked about it. You yeah, know. I, I mean, you had an SG at some point, which I figure was. You know why I had that SG? It's because of Angus Young. I was obsessed. Yeah, either Angus Young or Tony Iommi is the only two reasons you oh. buy an SG, because they're stupid guitars otherwise. They, they are stupid guitars. I do not like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody who stands SGs, y'all, y'all are wrong. SGs suck. Okay. Um, so we're going to go to Pike 18, the Astrodome. This is my favorite one so far. You say that on the third album of every single one we do, just so you know. I know. And like, you know, it's surprising that they continually feel that way. Like I really liked this one. I thought it was really, really good. It's beautiful. It's the the first one that like I genuinely felt some emotion from. Like I, I really, I really liked it. I thought it was really, really good. I mean, it's a very, um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, so almost the entirety of all of the leads in this album are played with an electric nylon string guitar. Yeah. And it, it, it resonates really well. Um, it sounds, I mean, markedly different from all the other albums because (laughs) just a moment. What's what's happening? It sounds markedly different from all the other albums because it features one primary instrument that sounds like a primary instrument. And, like, sure. Obviously, in a lot of his other albums, like his, um, his custom, uh, Gibson Les Paul is prominently featured. And you can hear that tone. That's his, like, shreddy, thick tone in a lot of these albums. But this is the first album where you can actually hear all the way through the entire album, one guitar that's not that guitar. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's, like, it's, it's really a good. nice change of pace. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like got some really pretty stuff in it. Like there's mm-hmm. no like really like super shredding in it or anything. Like it's no, very melodic. It's very emotional. It's very pretty. Like this is the first one of these that I've listened to where like literally every song I went to my notepad to like take a note about it because I was like, holy fuck, this song is so good. I got to write it down. And then I just kept doing that for every song. And I was like, wow, every song of this is so good. Like, Buckethead really, like, when he hits a stride for, like, emotive, melodic music, like, he can mm-hmm. really do some some good stuff. Like, it's it's very compelling and emotional. And I, I really mm-hmm. liked this one. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. No, it was, it was a really good album. And, like, he... um. He definitely like did a lot of stuff like high up on the fretboard. Um, interestingly enough, I thought this uh, this album was almost entirely n- nylon string guitar as far as the leads go, but not a whole lot of it was finger picked except for like backing tracks. Like pretty yeah. much all of the leads were like flat picked, sure. um, yeah. which was which was cool. Like I, I liked it. It it worked. It serviced the album really well. It like gave a very buckethead flavor. And a lot of times, like I mean, you could straight up take a lot of these songs and just like put distortion over them and like a drum track and it would sound like kind of another buckethead song or another buckethead album but like sure. i mean know, they're the, very the, riffy songs like for sure they are yeah uh but it but they're very like beautiful like it's, it's they are. really melodic and, and nice yeah. and, like, and like, i like I, uh, hearing them do that stuff yeah and there was actually some interesting stuff here too like uh explorer twin track three was like mm-hmm. kind of an acoustic groove song. Sure. Um and then there was like Triangle Chokes, which was sick as fuck. 
Yeah, you love to hear that. I love choking, but when it's a triangle, <laughs> that's three. That's even better. There you um, go. You, so, you love to see it. You love to choke it. I love to choke it, dog. I love to choke it. Um, uh, yo, the first song on this record, I was yeah. like, holy shit, I am playing the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion right now. Wait, that's what? <laughs> you're not You're not wrong. It was very, like, epic, almost Wyndham Hillish, like, New yeah. Age, but, like, epic New Age. Yeah, it was, it's, very... like, it's like dungeon guitar. <laughs> dungeon guitar. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Um... It was it was fucking beautiful though. Um, yeah, for like sure. even even the last song, uh, eight light mode, was a twelve mm-hmm. minute song, and it was all mm-hmm. acoustic. Yeah, it was soft, but it was like this full exploration on leads mm-hmm. on a nylon string, and like, you know, there wasn't much of it that I was like, eh, and just stop, Buckethead. Like it was all pretty fucking solid. Like I yeah. really like this album quite a bit. This I is definitely my favorite album of the three. Yeah. Uh, it's probably on my top five. Um, you know, not not his best Pike so far, but a, a good one, a really good one. My favorite Pike so far. I'm gonna call it. Okay. Okay. Really, Pike. Um, really uh, you, you you like it that much more than Viewmaster? I do. I really liked Viewmaster, but this is this is the one now because okay. like I'm coming at it from the perspective of like, hey, when we're all done with this, mm-hmm. am I gonna want to go back and listen to any of these? Yeah. Right. And and, so- and like. This is the this is the one right now that if I was to go back and listen to any of these, this is this would be my number one choice. Yeah. So so mine is still gonna remain um from from last time, Pike thirteen. Pike thirteen is, is great. so different. It's I mean it, it's just it's different. It's it's a different exploration. It doesn't sound anything like anything else we've listened to so far, which I really appreciate. And it's, oh God, it's, it's emotive. It's just fucking different. And I like it. What do you, um, what do you think this would be a good soundtrack for dog? Ah, oh, and like something like really beautiful, like something really touching and yeah, nice. No, like, I actually wrote that also. Yeah. Just, it's just a very beautiful record. You know, it mm-hmm. made me think of like beaches it made me think of like people fixing problems with each other and like yeah, coming yeah. to new understandings. Like it, mm-hmm. it made me think of like nice things and like okay. very like emotional things. And so, so yeah, I, like, you, I don't know if that's what, like, I wonder what Buckethead feels like when he makes yeah. stuff. Cause like, I know the way that I feel when I make music and it's like, not, I don't, feel emotions when i make no music. and i get and I you, you, you talked it. about that before like you you see like music kind of is a set of rules and structures that you like fit things into and it's like a kind of yeah. a puzzle for you which yeah, is cool it's, it's like a and, puzzle and it's, it's creative and, for sure yeah. but i don't feel it as like i'm i don't know it's so, not like and emotional I, for me I, I do feel that about a lot of buckethead's music like that he is like yeah. trying to figure out a puzzle or like how he feels about something and trying to put it in some way Occasionally, though, like with this album and like Pike 13, he like hits on something that's like a little bit different and a little bit more inspiring and something that's like actually very human. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I thought like, honestly, like if he was still alive, this album would make a perfect soundtrack to an Anthony Bourdain program. 
like oh, something about yeah. about like the human condition and about being a person. Because sure. that's what all of Anthony Bourdain's oh, stuff yeah. was ever about. Like totally, and that's that's something that like made him super unique. Is um, Anthony Bourdain throughout all of his programs always insisted on writing and narrating everything in the program, and yeah. in uh, the way he talked, the the way he tied like everything he was talking about, like food, culture, travel, into just like the human condition, was like, you know, beautiful and it was superhuman cool. and. Uh, you know, th- this reminded me a lot of that. That episode with Josh Homme is pretty good. He has he has several episodes with Josh Homme. I know which one you're talking about, though, about the risotto's got to stand up. And like, <laughs> oh, the risotto's got to stand up? I guess I'm just a country boy. And uh, then, like, they get into a bar fight or something. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty head, bucket 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 head, when, when are we gonna start the piss jug cast the piss, piss jug cast it's... yeah yeah dude i have so many stories about piss jugs like i just like i need to like sit down with you and just tell you a bunch of horrible piss jug stories like i mean how, how what percentage of them involve brian harris none of them actually well what? okay i have oh, one oh, brian harris oh, piss oh, jug you're talking story. about you're, I'm talking well, about I mean, myself making piss jugs while I like lived in my car and shit. I mean, so we already have a two-parter episode about you living in your van. This um, is true. Do we do we need to just make a straight podcast series about you living in your van? Oh god. I do I have like endless stories about living in cars and I mean shit I would it sucks so I would bad. I would love to interview you on all of this and and <laughs> and let the world know it would it would be very funny at very least yeah absolutely. If, if not There's mildly humiliating um, yeah no it's okay like I'm yeah, over it yeah. I'm killing it at life right now let me tell you so like I'm okay with it I can laugh yeah. about it it wouldn't have been funny to me at the time. No, but no. Now, it, was, it was funny to me at the time, though. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, I oh, mean, I still, I, was I, so st- I still did all that I could to help you out, but it was still funny. I will not it lie. Was, yeah, no, you did. You did, for sure. You like, absolutely I, w- I was like, hey, how can I help you? But also roast you. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, you never didn't make fun of me. And that's that's that, that's really like the core of my being is I am so happy to help anybody at any time as long as they let me roast them. And that's that's all I really I'm in it for I'm in it for jokes. Like I believe so much in mu- mutual aid, but also yeah. in jokes. Like those are the only two things I really believe in anymore. Hell I'm, yeah. I'm so I'm, into that. I'm a I'm I'm a lol's anarchist, really. It's <laughs> All right. Yo. recommend me something. I'm I'm gonna recommend a YouTube channel because I haven't recommended that before. Um, Historia Civilis. Oh, okay. Um, I I am uh, I haven't talked about it at all here before, but I'm really into um, 
um, like ancient war battle maps and like, okay. you know, Roman history, especially like, you know, the turn of the millennia kind of, um, Caesarian, uh, Augustian slash Octavian kind of era fucking Roman history. Like it absolutely Why? fucking fascinates me. I, tell I, me about it. Tell me I, what gets you, get you going about it. I, I couldn't, I mean, it's so, it's. You know, I just think about all those guys dying with, yeah. by cutting each other up. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it, it's an interesting, like, thought for me. Like, these people, um, who I'm talking about, like Augustus Caesar and Julius Caesar, are still two of the most famous names worldwide. Like, 2,000 years after their death. Like, still, they're known as the most powerful people of all time. And that that actually, like, fascinates me. Like, the idea of legacy that's that long-lasting. It's something I know I will never have. Like, um, oh, yeah. Like, the moment Few I... people will. The moment I die, I know that, like, our podcast hosts, like, the, the moment I don't pay the bill, every yeah. word I say is going to be erased from history. <laughs> and... <laughs> yes. I'll make sure that happens. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're like after I die, you're gonna be like, should I pay? Now, now that's like nah. twenty bucks a month. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I gotta pay for Netflix over here. Yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta pay for porn. Oh yeah, there you go. You do pay for porn, don't you? No, I have. Really? I have in the yeah, past. I, I remember you did in the past. I remember actually, you were so. Actually, I remember coming over to your house and mm-hmm. you were sitting in the room you're sitting in now. Uh, or no, no, it wasn't this room. It was when you were in the other room and, uh, mm-hmm. you were like, you were so proud of your porn subscription. You were like, I need to show you all of this porn that I have access to because of this monthly fee I pay. And so you took me on like a very detailed tour of like all of these connected websites and all of their, you know, respective pornography. And then, <laughs> and then you just like put on a random porn and was like, yeah, let's smoke weed. And then there's just like this porn. <laughs> we smoked weed and then you turned off the porn and I don't think we've watched porn together since. That's a really cool story, bro. <laughs> it's a, it's like so classic you. Like I was like That's like Perfect. I, I don't remember that. However, <laughs> I'm not going to contest that story at all. It is that, accurate. I mean, I don't know if it's even accurate, but it's so on brand, I will not say no. <laughs> but yep. I just I just do shit and then I'm like a couple years later people are like, You remember when you did this? I'm like, Nope. <laughs> That's that was old Brit. Welcome to new Brit. Brit doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah that's the way to live for real like live and let live you know somebody said that yeah so like okay all right here's the thing okay this might be controversial i don't think it's okay. gonna be controversial but it might hit, like people hit, are weird people hit me don't with like things like this hit but, me with your controversy okay. dog it's not controversial i don't think it's controversial so i bought a bunch of frozen waffles and uh-huh. I, <laughs> I okay this is how i like to eat waffles okay like i like to I like to toast them and yeah. then I just put applesauce on them 
I just eat them with applesauce. They're good as hell. It's just waffle and applesauce. That's all you need. And it's really good. And I like it. And so, I mean, I, I just have one question about that. Um, where do you bury the bodies? <laughs> you uh, would fucking you like to psychopath. Know? <laughs> you fucking, you fucking monster. It's good. I don't Apple, know. That's applesauce what I I, on a fucking waffle. What is weird? About, nothing is weird about that. It's Every, not weird. Everything is weird about that, Spencer. L- listen, listen. You have your your. Would you eat a slice of apple on a piece of toast? Sure, that sounds good. No, that's not good. Fuck you. <laughs> like, it is good. No, Dude, it I isn't. used to make a sandwich at my old cafe that had apples in it. It was a savory but, sandwich. But but just an apple. Just an apple? Well, it wasn't just an apple. Yeah, it was but like I, okay, it was like well, cheese like, and prosciutto or some shit like that, right? Because like uh, just an apple in a piece of bread is for fucking psychopaths like you. It's fine. It's not no. that bad. It's yeah, not it that is. weird. Nope, it is that weird. It's Trust not that me. weird. Well, no, an apple in a piece of bread is maybe a little here's, weird. Here's but like the thing. toast is a little yeah. different. Also, it's another, like a thin well, cut here, slice of apple. Mm-hmm. Like that could be good. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, a thing um, a lot of adult society doesn't realize <laughs> is applesauce society. is fucking baby food. You're eating, <laughs> you're eating baby food on a waffle, you fucking psychopath. What All is right. wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just living. I'm just vibing. You're just eating. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, what what size diapers do you wear is my question. Oh, harsh. <laughs> I did some diaper posting on the internet lately. I posted a bunch of pictures I found of people wearing diapers and also metal shirts, which is pretty funny. I like that. I like the idea that people listening to metal also are into diaper stuff. That's funny. I'm going to have such a good time editing this to make it sound like you have a diaper fetish. <laughs> You, you have oh, given fuck. me way too much power in this No, <laughs> I really have. Ugh. It's terrible. Well, anywho, uh, do we have upcoming events? We don't. Nothing's upcoming. No, Nothing's we're um, we're going to be doing a live show. Um, um never. <laughs> uh, uh, out, we out, could do we could do Instagram live. We could. We could. I mean, we could we could also like get a YouTube channel and do that or oh, yeah. Twitch. But um, I don't care. So yeah. Me either. That seems like a lot of work to do. Yeah, dude, I ate so much butthole today. It was it was so so, so good. Happy for you, dude. I really like eating butthole. It's like butthole's cool, <laughs> right? You you love to put that out in the world, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, I I, I just I like putting my mouth on holes. Sure, that's good stuff. Yeah, whatever hole. Whatever hole, just like orifices, orify, orif- <laughs> or- orifopolis. I'm I'm all about them. 
<laughs> getting butthole <laughs> and orifice cast. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, okay. I'm done. Yeah, I think we're done here. Yeah. So, um, hey, this has been Britt. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Whoop, whoop. Namaste. <laughs>